Welcome to the Sacred Ancestry Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Worm, and I'm so excited to be blasting through your headphones, through your car, or your laptop, or wherever you are. And today, I have some special guests, some of my most favorite people in the world, uh, Alan and Cindy. And uh, they work with me a lot with my clients, and uh, they're master practitioners in NLP, addiction counselors, and best-selling authors. And they have amazing things to say just about stress and anxiety, and they've gone through a lot in life, and, and we're all just going to hear just some amazing things today. So can you guys introduce yourselves first, if, uh, if they haven't listened to the, the last episodes that we've done? Hi, my name's uh, Alan Wade. Uh, we became uh, international best-selling authors, as Thomas said, addictions counselors, mental health workers. But I think the thing we're the most proud of, or I am anyways, is being certified NLP Master Practitioners of Hypnotherapy, MER, Mental Emotional Release. Hi, and I'm Cindy Preston. And uh, basically, I have the same background as Alan, addiction and mental health, um, and the NLP, MER, and hypnosis. And um, our intention is to help those who are suffering in silence to let them know they're not alone and that they can improve their lives and that we have some amazing cutting edge techniques that can help people find their inner power and inner magic and help them to create the life that they deserve. So thank you, Thomas. Oh, wow. It's just so great to have you guys on the podcast and we've been doing some amazing work together and uh, just uh, huge transformations in, in the people we've touched and in, in with our work. And it's just so great. And so thank you for coming on. And I'm really excited for this. And, you know, to really kick it off, I, I want to hear more about uh, your book, Magic Within, you know, how it started, what was the inspiration and, and what's what's the book about? You know, the magic within is kind of like the universe lined up everything for us to suddenly help people. As we said, I'm an addictions mental health worker, but if you didn't fit inside the, the box of our organization's requirements, you weren't getting help. And uh, I personally was frustrated because I want to help people. I want to, to help them to have the life they want. And so we wrote the book, The Magic Within, How to Transform Your Life. And the, the funniest part of that book is it actually transformed our lives because people started reading it and then suddenly they started connecting with us and asking for help. And that's how uh, The Magic Within Coaching and Consulting Company uh, started. So not only does it transform other people's lives, it transformed ours as well. Yes, and um, like Alan said, the universe, I think, had it already planned for us because we went to a conference in Toronto basically to see Bob Proctor. And the person who hosted that conference helped people write books, and he talked about that at the conference. And Al looked at me and said, haven't you wanted to write a book for a while? And I said, yeah. And he literally got up went to the back of the room and signed us up. And when he was signing us up, I had tears in my eyes because I knew this was what I was supposed to be doing and it was happening. So 
that's basically how our book started. Wow, that's so cool. I love that. And uh, so what's kind of the thesis or like the main piece? Like, tell me more about the book. I want to know more. And, and, you know, why should all the listeners read it? Well, the basis of the book is overcoming adversity. Um, Alan and I have both had our own trials and tribulations, trauma, if you'd like to say it in that way, um, in our lives. And we wanted to share with other people, not only our story, but how we overcame it through psychological um, strategies, as well as spiritual principles that brought us to where we are today, to be able to um, share our story with others and help others realize that there is hope and that there are things they can do to take their life back. Yeah, the, the book gives a, a lot of tools and um, I share uh, my story of, you know, being raped at uh, 10 years old and being without, uh, without hope and by 16, just so in such a dark place that I, I couldn't see a normal life. So I ended up putting a gun in my mouth and pulling the trigger and, Really, we share that story. I share that story with people because if I can come back from that and be who I am today, anybody can change their lives. And it's possible. I know that at the time when I was going through that, I didn't think anything normal or good was possible, but I was wrong. And and that was the main principle I wrote my story in the book is to to let people know they can do it as well. Wow. And you know, I, I've heard that story on a, on another podcast uh that you're on, Alan, and that story is so powerful. Uh it's uh really it just hit me pretty hard when, when I listened to it and, and, uh, it's just, I'm just amazed what you've gone through and where you are now in life. And I just want to say thank you so much for sharing that. And, um, you know, I'd open it up to, if you want, if you want to go deeper with that, or if you want people to read the book, you know, I'll leave that up to you. But, um, yeah, what do you think? Well, when I wrote, uh, I helped Cindy write uh, the Magic Within series. I was really actually quite short with it. Um, as you can tell, I'm very comfortable talking about it now, but uh, a lot of the feedback I got from that was, well, what did you go through and uh, how did you get out of it? So I ended up writing Awakening Out of the Darkness into the Light, and it was because of the, the Magic Within that, um, you know, I was much more detailed, like from 10 to 15 years old, I lived in absolute terror because that person told me I deserve to be punished. And if I told anyone, I would be punished again. So you got to imagine a 10 year old kid to 15 holding this secret in, in, in his life, going through night terrors. Um, I would have sweating sweating nightmares and fear. I would get triggered by flashes or smells. You, you can never really tell what triggers you. And by 16, when I put that gun in my mouth and I pulled a trigger, all of that sadness, that fear, that loneliness, that, you know, it's hard to describe all the, the words that I went through. 
when when the gun didn't go off, it turned to anger, and that anger, yeah, that anger lasted twelve more years. I lived in darkness, and I did very bad things. I justified everything I did. I did, and it's kind of like that saying: sometimes people that are hurt people hurt other people, and I was. Yeah, I, I did everything wrong, and I did it all backwards. And when I wrote uh, Awakening, Out of the Darkness into the Light, I think it's Chapter 5, I say it straight out. Don't do it the way I did it. Go get help. Be stronger than I was. Be braver than I was. You know what? I allowed my programming because, you know, guys, we don't have feelings, we don't show weakness, we don't ask for help, you've got to be macho. I allowed all of that to really lock me into uh, um, living in darkness for a total of 17 years, whereas today we help people with that. And that's part of my, my focus when I was doing counseling. It was it, it took long to help people. And when we, well, when Cindy introduced us to NLP and then we did our masters and we found out how fast we can really, really change people's lives. I want to change people's lives. I don't want people to be locked like I was for 17 years in a life they don't want. And I want, I want that message to get out to the people suffering in silence that you could have the life you want just don't do it the way i did it because you know two steps forward five steps back some days there were no steps forward i did it all by myself and that that is not the best way to do it the best way to do it is to resonate with somebody go get a coach go get help ask for help be stronger and braver than i was Wow, Alan. And, and, you know, can you tell me more about kind of what was your healing crisis like? I'm going to call it a healing crisis because that's what I went through, but your, maybe your healing journey. And where was a big turning point for you in that? There was a, a few turning points. By the time I was 27, there was, it's kind of like life gives people opportunities, but sometimes we see them as obstacles and I, we help people to see things as opportunities today because we went through the, the lessons of learning. But um, for me, it was a few, few instances where as, you know, your best friend tells you that you're scary when you get, get mad and you look at him and say, well, people shouldn't piss me off. That's where I was. I was in uh, blaming other people for my behaviors rationalizing it and then there was other people saying the exact same things and then one day i just found myself in such a, a bad anger rage that i went back to that church after 17 years looking for that person and i tell this story in detail in uh, awakening out of the darkness into the light it was like i walked through that door and i I can't tell you what my plan was, but I can tell you this, it wasn't going to be good and it would have probably ruined my life. And I came to the realization when these two people approached me that uh, 
I didn't even have a face to the man that raped me in that church because he grabbed me from behind. He dragged me off to a room. And when he was finished, he threw me off the stairs and I didn't look back. I just, my feet hit the ground and I started running home. And when the first thing, when I seen my mother, she asked me like, what's wrong? Because I was in tears. And I just said, you know what? I fell down and I hurt myself. And that day I came to the realization that this anger and the, the life I was living was just going to end up ruining my life. And it was time for me to start on the healing journey like you described it and learn to, to accept what happened and to start a process of forgiveness. And the forgiveness is, is touchy because a lot of guys and people, they think, well, you're condoning what happened. But forgiveness wasn't for that man. It was for me. and. It was one of the best things I've ever done because it started me on a, a life of learning to to be who I really wanted to be and letting go. Wow, thank you, Alan, for for really going in depth there and sharing that with us. And and if we can go a little deeper, I'm curious how the uh, like forgiving forgiving yourself, like you described, like. How how does that happen? How do you forgive that situation? Like, did you forgive that person ultimately to help you heal yourself? Or what is what is that like? You know what? Uh, the, like I said, the forgiveness was for 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 me, really. And part of the, the acceptance part is when I did start accepting uh, what had happened and I started to forgive myself. Um, it just did it. It became forgiveness of letting go of that uh, whole thing, forgiveness of him. Because in that 17 years, in the, the first five, you know, I did a lot of uh, hiding my emotions from my parents. I never, I never trusted them enough. So it's kind of like I lied to my parents for years about this. And they, they actually died um later on I, my dad died when i was 35 and my mom died when i was 40 and i never even told him them what had happened that day at 10 years old but from 16 to 27 i did bad things i i hurt people uh, and i made excuses for it uh i was i was one of those people that uh was bad you didn't want to uh you wouldn't have wanted to know me in those days because really i was i was without feeling i didn't care about anyone else and part of the forgiveness part was i had to forgive myself because i blamed myself for 17 years that man told me I deserve to be punished. And I had burned that into my head that I deserve to be punished for all of those years. And I had to forgive myself for going into that church because there was lots of days I would wake up with night terrors or, you know, I didn't scream anymore because I learned that if you wake up in the middle of the night screaming, your parents come in to see what uh, what's happening. So I learned not to scream, but I would wake up and I would say, you deserve that. It's your fault, meaning me. It was all my fault. And I had to forgive that. I had to forgive all the things I did, all the people I hurt. And 
part of the the acceptance of what had happened is accepting that there was nothing I could do to change it. The only thing I could do would be to change the way I was today at that time and become the person I wanted to become. And uh, like I said, there were some days I did good, some days I did bad, but I always kept moving forward to to recognizing where I wanted to go and who I wanted to be. And I didn't, you know, I didn't, I stopped kicking myself for the days I had bad days. And that's part of a, a process that it took me a longer time. And I, I still believe today that if I would have worked with someone, I would have been over that much quicker. Yeah. And Wow, that's that's just really amazing to forgive that situation, how powerful f- forgiveness is. And, and, you know, I think that really ties into what we're doing with, with clients and, and NLP and MER and the breakthrough sessions. And I would just love to hear more about your breakthrough session if you're willing to open up about that, about like truly letting this stuff go and, and you know, how does this apply to other people? Like how can they let go of something this traumatic? And, and uh, because there's a lot of people out there, like you said, suffering in silence that are lying to their parents or lying to their family or holding all their emotions in of something really traumatic happening. If they're, you know, victims or veterans or firefighters or whoever, everybody has something kind of like this, uh, at least to a degree. Right. And how does that breakthrough session work? And and what is that? Well, for for me, like when I did my breakthrough session would have been uh, a year and a, a bit ago, I was already on what I had considered to be a, a good path and things were going good. I was a very positive person. I could see the, um, see, see the positivity in just about anything that happened. But when you do a breakthrough session, uh, Cindy and I, we've, we've changed it just a little bit to add two components to our breakthrough session. But when I did the breakthrough session, it was like the last final step to absolute freedom from everything that happened in the past. And it, you know, even talking about it today, that, that experience, it's, uh, it's, I'm free of all of the uh, the negative emotion that was attached to it. And it's kind of like having a clean slate or blackboard and being able to draw whatever you want to draw on it, to be, to be able to be who you want to be and not be held back or pulled down by this anchor of something from your past that you know is is weighing you down doing a MER and the breakthrough session and then the, the hypnosis the way we do it now frees you to be and do what you really want to do because a lot of times people react to things but it's not the way they want to react to things it's because of the things in the past are still affecting them today and they're reacting as if the past is around still. 
And when I got freed from the, the, the final MER session and the breakthrough session, it was like the weight of the world was released off of my shoulders and I was, I was finally totally free of it. Yeah, that's about uh, the, the best description I can give somebody. You can be free to be who you want to be. Yeah, and you know one of one of our clients um, describes it the best way possible, and it's like I had this headache, and now it's gone. Like, and, and a metaphorical headache, right? And it's just gone. Like, yeah. I don't have to take anything for it. I don't even think about it. It's just gone. And it's I don't think it's it's really hard to to really paint a picture for people until they've witnessed it or witnessed people that have gone through. Uh, mental emotional release and it's just so powerful and and the way you know some of our clients have been vibrating or bringing in divine energy afterwards it's just there's a lot going on there's a lot to the MER process that I think like we got to study this we got to do this more and and I just I'm so excited about this journey to bring this into the fire world in the wildland fire community and oh my gosh it's just such a cool mission and I want to hear a little bit more from Cindy about her breakthrough session and what that's like. And, and if she's willing to open up about that, I'd love to hear. Um, yeah, well, I did a breakthrough session as well when we did our training. And I had a similar experience as Alan. It's like, like that weight has been taken off. And there's so many times I've done MER and I literally it's completely almost wiped out from my memory what was even bothering me, which is just so beautiful that I actually have to really think to figure out what it is I was working on, which is so wonderful, uh, especially for those who have a lot of trauma. And just, it's like Alan was saying, it's like you wipe the slate clean and you can move forward with all, all that baggage holding you back, those limiting beliefs, um, and you can literally start moving forward in the direction that you want and have the a life that you are desiring. So it is a beautiful experience. The thing I love about it is you don't have to talk about the trauma very much. You just go to that place in time and literally release the feelings, the emotions that were holding you there. And that's the beautiful part of MER that I love is that the person doesn't have to talk about the trauma. They just go and release the emotions. And that's the most beautiful part that I like about it when we're helping people. So, yeah. Oh, that's so great. That's so great. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I'm really curious on how you two met, like, how did that, all that happen? Well, that, that in itself is like the universe decided you know, to put us together because I was um, an addictions counselor working in uh, the city of Sudbury and Cindy was an addictions counselor working in Sunridge. That's um, 200 or 160 miles apart. And I messaged her on uh, plenty of fish and she answered uh, my, my message. And then we spoke for 
she's I think it was our month and then we decided we had to to meet and that's how we we were we were drawn together that way mm-hmm. yeah wow that's so awesome that's yeah. so awesome it was just like as soon as I met Alan I knew I just knew that he was the one I was supposed to be with we just clicked and we had it was like a soul memory like he he was a lot a long lost soul that I knew before I came here it was a a feeling wow I'm so happy to hear that that's uh very similar to me and my partner and it really felt like that just a soul group came back together like oh I found you mm-hmm. thank god it just yeah just that feeling is so beautiful and and uh oh wow I love that story so you know I want to shift gears a little bit and I'm I'm curious on what you guys have been doing to stay healthy and just mentally healthy and physically healthy and and all that stuff with with everything going on in the world like what have you guys been doing for your self-care well, for, for me, I've been, uh, we've been working from home and uh, I do a lot of work around, uh, around the, the, the yard. We have 25 acres, so there's things outside to, to be work, uh, fixed and worked on. So I really like to be outside and working, so that's part of uh, my um, self-care. But we also... We also connect with a lot of people and we've been able to help a lot of people while we've been uh, working for home. And that is, for me, when uh, I see somebody, you know, creating the life they want, that is, that is, that makes me so happy to know that I've been able to do my little part on helping somebody have the life they want and release that it's part of it's it's part of what I consider to be my self care is helping other people and getting work done around here. And I don't I don't really listen to much of Facebook or the news. Um, there's a lot of negativity on both, and sometimes I just I think you know what we can look at this as either something good or something bad, how we choose to look at it is is an individual. I choose to look at it as this is, uh, I'm grateful for this time because I've helped more people. And I know that's the way I look at things. And yeah. I would say for me, um, because we've been working from home, it, it's, it's been nicer for me because I'm able to do a lot more self-care. And for me, self-care is uh, really important for me to stay centered. Um, and I know for me, the self-care included um, exercising and really grounding. Um, being in the now is really important. Um, not getting caught up in the fear and to be grateful every day for what I do have and um, to focus on just taking care of myself during this time and the positive things in it instead of always looking at the negatives. And um, I found that's been great for me. But I also have learned through this to focus on what I can control and not what I can't control because we can't control 
things outside of ourself anyway. So I, I'm focusing on how I can control myself. And that's where I've um, taken my power back. And I've done that through daily meditation and uh, being in the now and really focusing on love and gratitude and sharing that with the world instead of the fear. Yeah. Wow. So sounds like going outside and meditation and really focusing on the positive and and I think, you know, we started the interview with, you know, the book that you guys wrote was really about changing obstacles into opportunities. And and for me, I really do think that this obstacle that we're all going through right now uh, collectively is probably one of the biggest opportunities of my lifetime so far. And it's it's uh, it's really sad that there is people passing away but I think it brings all of us together in a way that's uh, unprecedented. And uh, maybe not the governments, maybe not the news, but it brings the neighborhoods together. It brings your local community together. I think there's more local farming happening. There's just more local love and gratitude happening that's, that's just, I don't think that's happened before in a long, long time. And um, like you said, working from home and focusing on that self-care. I think a lot of people are in that place where they can't distract themselves anymore. They have to deal with it now. And I think that's a beautiful opportunity as scary and hard as that is dealing with that stuff, that baggage right now, there is no more time. Right. And, uh, you know, I think for me, the, the biggest self-care for me is, I really got to have my morning routine, you know, and, and, and I drink a glass of water and I do some meditation and I do some stretching and then I write for 30 minutes or an hour. Um, and all that put together just synergizes. And I just am so happy when I get that done every day. And I think it's the meditation. The meditation just brings me back to being here and now, like you're talking about, Cindy. And it helps ground me and it just helps me stay focused all day long. And I just, I always talk about meditation and it's just probably the most important self-care thing you could ever do in life, I think. What do you guys think? I totally agree with you. Meditation has literally saved my life. I, I feel that uh, I've been meditating since I was in my 20s. I I um, have had a lot in my life in the past, a lot of um, anxiety and depression and meditating has literally um, given me relief of both. And it made me realize who I am and how powerful I actually am, my inner being. And that basically is when I tap into that every day, it makes me realize that, you know, I'm a powerful being and I have control over my thoughts and over where I focus my attention. And it's, it's a beautiful thing for me that has literally been life-saving. So I agree with you, Thomas. Yeah. And, uh, gosh, the meditation, and that's why I love the name of this podcast so much sacred ancestry, because to me, that's really coming back to realizing that I am a being of light. I am a being of love and, Every culture, every context, every religion always comes back to that. And that's why I named the podcast that. And 
And it doesn't matter what subject I talk about or what rabbit hole we go down on the podcast, it always comes back to your sacred ancestry and how can we get back to that? How can we remember that we are a soul, not necessarily a body, right? Yeah, that's so true. That's that's where I go when I go into my centers. I realize I am light. I actually say that to myself. I am light and I can feel it. And it's just, it's beautiful. Such a beautiful state. And I, I just share it with the world. Um, when I'm in that state, it's so beautiful. Yeah, I was going to, I was saying, yes, we are all energy. I love that. Yes. We're all energy and it all comes down to our vibration and is it love or fear? Right. So I'm, I'm curious on, you know, you said I am light and, and I often use affirmations actually. And recently in the last couple of months, I, uh, let's see, back in March, I blew out my knee, um, nothing too bad, but I injured it. And I've been using affirmations that every morning when I drink my glass of water, um, I go through a blessing routine of making a prayer in my water and, and drinking those intentions. But my intention has been, my knee is strong and like good mobility and, and gets me from A to B, right? And my knee is healed like really fast. Uh, it's pretty amazing. And so that's like on a physical level, let alone a mental or emotional level, affirmations can really help people. What do you think about that? Absolutely. They're, they're very helpful. Um, Louise Hay, uh, a lot of her work was around um, affirmations. And it's like uh, I write in the book, um, what are you feeding yourself? And, you know, we feed, it's important to feed ourselves nutrition and lots of water, but that's also the thoughts we feed ourselves. and affirmations are feeding our thoughts, positive things about ourselves and our life. So absolutely. I, I agree hundred percent. Yeah. We teach people the way they, they speak about themselves and how they speak about the, the, the world will affect them. And that to never to speak negatively about uh, yourself. Do you, you know, there's the, in NLP, it's, uh, there's a, a saying like somebody looking up and saying, why can't I lose weight where they should be reframing that to as how can I lose even more weight than I did before? And it's the same basic, basic saying because they both, talk about losing weight but one's talking about can't and one's talking about how to lose more and just that small change in the way you speak to yourself will affect you both mentally and physically and emotionally yeah and it's uh so amazing that i think that's one of the biggest things i learned in nlp so far is that our language literally programs our reality and what we're saying to ourselves, let alone what we're saying to each other or to family members, our language is, is really important. And it's probably one of the most important things that you do is your language. What are you talking about? What are you saying about yourself or other people or like, cause those words do have a vibration and they do affect you and they do affect your reality. Right. Oh yes, of course. If you're you're in a um, in a in a vibration of negativity where you're you're saying I'm not good enough, uh, I can't do this, I don't deserve, um, I'm not worthy, 
you're going to be in that vibration of, and you're going to attract that all to you. But if you're in a place where you're saying, you know what, I can do this. I can learn that. I can, I can, I can. Well, your vibration changes and your mind changes. Your, 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 your physical, I can never get that word. Physiological responses change. And that all, those little words affect you. They are more powerful than you can imagine. And when you start to change the way you talk about yourself, you're going to start to change the way you think about yourself. And you're going to start to change your world around you because that's how it starts. It starts with you and changing the way you think. And it all starts with how you talk to others and how you talk about yourself because we're constantly thinking right? We're constantly talking self-talk in our head. What is the self-talk we're telling us? And is it helping or is it hurting? Yeah. So it's, you know, are you spiraling up or are you spiraling down? And and I just love that, that wording. Um, you know, recently something really interesting happened to me. I was, uh, actually doing an interview with somebody and, uh, they kept saying, you know, you used to be a really anxious person. You wrote a whole book, Overcoming Anxiety Like a Hero, and you used to have so much anxiety. Like, what makes you anxious now? And that hit me like really hard. It's like, whoa, what does make me anxious now? And I just, I kept searching and searching. And this person kept being insistent. Like, there has to be something that you have anxiety about. There just has to be. And there's, it's like a weed that maybe you trimmed and it's going to grow back. And it's just like, no there's no anxiety in my being anymore. And that's, that's, that's just insane. Like, that's amazing. Uh, that's a major breakthrough for me. That's three to four months later after my breakthrough session. Right. And, and, um, like you're saying this self-talk, like that self-talk went from fear, fear, fear all the time to now it's love and gratitude. And, and I think that's, that's the major breakthrough that, I want everybody to have, right? And I think that's our common mission as we work together with people is is changing, gosh, their language and self-talk into something that's love and gratitude. And it's just, I'm so glad that we've come together and, and our two companies have helped so many people now that I just feel blessed to have connected with you two. And, and I really want this relationship to go for a long, long time. Well, Thomas, we feel blessed to be working with you and your great company as well. And uh, I totally agree with when you do the MER and you start with that clean slate, you're going to find that a lot of the, the conversations that you used to have with yourself, the I can't or I should have or I could have, that's going to be gone to now I can. and I, I will. And that that is the amazing thing that the MER, the mini breakthrough sessions do, is it clears you to change the way you think about yourself. That'll change the way you talk about yourself and to yourself, and that'll change your world. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm curious on, 
what do you what advice do you guys have for people they can do right now what can what can a person that's struggling that's suffering you know in silence what can they do right now to really help them you know maybe they don't have access to MER right now or an NLP practitioner coach or therapist like what can they do by themselves to really start this healing journey you know what i would uh, the first thing i would tell them is they're not alone there's many many and it's really sad to say but there's actually many many other people that are suffering as well and there are people that have made it they've created the life they want and so there is hope there's always hope and not to give up on themselves and the first thing i would say to them is stop beating themselves up because that was something i did i was an expert at i was i would beat myself up for the smallest things oh you're stupid or you you know oh you deserve this and stop that stop and recognize and i put a video out a few months ago telling people how special they are and you know what when it came right down to it think about it you're one in seven and a half billion because there's only one of you nobody's gonna do the things the way you do it so that even makes you more special and you can't be cloned it's your experiences and your environment that has molded you to be who you are and to recognize that you are an amazing person and yes right now you may not be able to find that part of you or see that part of you but the first steps are to just stop beating yourself up and recognize you are amazing and every day start slowly to change the way you talk about yourself and the way you think about yourself and it's it's a, a process that will work because you deserve to have the life you want you are an incredible spiritual beings and life is gets better and can be better. Yeah. My, my thought is um, make the decision. I know for me, when I've made a decision and been, and I'm serious about it, the universe conspires to support me. And when that happens, things will start coming to me that I resonate with, that I need to help me in that situation. It could be a, a book. It could be um, a YouTube video. It could be a meditation you find on YouTube. It could be so many different things, but I, I pay attention. I watch, I listen for the signs and I follow what resonates with my heart. And it literally leads me to where I need to go. So I find for me, when I make that decision, things start to help happen for me and I follow what resonates and what my heart wants and um, learn to love, learn to love yourself. I think that's key. 
Wow. Wow. That's, I love that, Cindy, just following your heart and listening and, and follow what's resonating with you. And, you know, I think that really comes out in, in my, my book that I just wrote and awakening by Heartfire, And it's just, that's it is following your heart and truly listening and opening up to that, that inner communication, right? Oh, I love that. That's so great. I really enjoyed your book, Thomas. Yeah. Did you finish it yet? Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, I want to hear your reaction about it. It was amazing. Actually, it was, you can tell that you put your heart into it. You, you put your emotions. It's, it's very good. I enjoyed it totally. Thank you, Alan. I really appreciate that. Yeah, that was, um, I think along the lines of what we've been talking about, the hardest thing about that write was, um, you know, one of the techniques in the book is called heart fire embrace. And that's really taking ownership of how amazing you are. And that took a lot. That took a lot of courage for me to do for myself to say out loud, I'm amazing. Like, and like you said, that's the first step, right? That's, that is a really big step. And that was, um, I love the way you describe it, the magic within transformed your life. And I truly feel like that book, just writing it transformed my life. And, and I'm so excited to just see where this book takes me because it's a really powerful story. It's a really powerful book. And uh, it's uh, unbelievable the inspiration that came, you know, how it happened and, you know, the middle of the night waking up just like I have to write a book. And I just started scribbling in a journal and drawing pictures and just, wow. That's where it came from, you know, and uh, so beautiful. Just same as our book, it came to us when it was supposed to come, right? Yeah, definitely. And I was, I was kind of similar to you, Thomas, where I would literally wake up in the night and I'd get a download. And uh, I had to come down in the kitchen and start writing. And it would just flow out of me. Um, and Alan said, why don't you just put something beside the bed, turn the light on and write. <laughs> so I get, you know, it's, it's almost like an inspiration, right? That you just follow. Yes. So, and um, I, I plan on reading your book. I've been just very busy with a lot of trainings right now. So I haven't had the time, but uh, maybe on the weekend, I'll be able to take a couple hours and read it. Because um, I'm really interested in what you had to say as well. So, yeah, it's uh, just uh, wow. Yeah, that book was uh, took a lot for me to write, took a lot, and I'm really excited about it. And actually, I've started my next book already, I'm about 3,000 words into it, so I'm excited about that book now, too. Yeah, I've been working on a uh, it's called well, the working title is The Psychology of Excellence in Wildland Fire, and uh, really taking it's almost a series i'm thinking it's going to be part of a series because it's there's a lot of concepts in awaken by heart fire that are like okay now let's get really specific and how are we going to apply this in the field and how are we going to apply this to wildland fire and how can we synthesize everything from you know physical fitness to nutrition to uh, mindset to nlp and breakthrough sessions like let's put all of that together and make like a super firefighter right? That's basically, um, I'm really excited about that book. Cause it's like, you know, ideally in the end, it's going to be like curriculum for 
for mainstream wildland fire training. That's that's the goal. That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. And I I just witnessing your transformation from the MER, you know, is really hopeful for other people because I know in your field, you know, there's there can be a lot of fear, a lot of uh, trauma from witnessing things and being in really difficult situations and it you know it sounds like it gave you the ability to continue with what you love to do and not let those situations hold you back and um that's really beautiful and i think it's a great um thing that you can help other firefighters with in the future it's it's seriously unbelievable cindy because i would say you know a year ago or nine months you know, last year, midsummer was like, I would rather die than do this job. That was my mindset. Like, that was seriously the way I was feeling is like, I would rather die than do this job. And what's really interesting is just like, how much fear was just building and building up from all those past things. And like, like, like Alan described, like, actually, I was doing really well compared to the couple of years before that. And I was like on a really good track, but there is some like underlining things that I just could not see. I just didn't understand why, why did I like love this job so much? Like I knew I wanted to be a wildland firefighter when I was like 13. Right. And I worked really, really hard to get into like a youth corps program and then AmeriCorps. And like, I started working towards this goal when I was like 14. Um, and so how did I go from loving this job and so like committed to hating it? And like, really, I'd rather do anything than this job. And what's so crazy is that this year being in the field, like after the breakthrough session, I'm so excited to be doing my job every single day. It's like, this is driving me to just feel so happy to do it. Like, I feel like I'm 19 again with 14 years of experience. It's like really intense and really gratifying. And I'm so excited that I think this season is going to be a major integration of like, okay, how do we take that breakthrough session and like integrate it into the field? And that's just going to take this whole process uh, for my future clients and really make it clear of like, where does this NLP and MER stuff and mindset and, and nutrition and peak performance, like, where does that, where does that take a wildland firefighter? Cause I'm doing it on myself right now. And, uh, that's just so exciting. I think it's really cool and, uh, so beautiful. Like, thank you a lot. Thank you so much for my breakthrough session. And I really appreciate you guys every day. And thank you for the breakthrough sessions you've done for my clients because the transformations are unbelievable. You know, some people have quit antidepressants completely, like right after like, no, I just didn't take them anymore. I didn't feel like it. Like, and they say, I feel better than I did on them, which is crazy. You know, we, another client quit anti-anxiety medication. Same thing is like, I just feel better than I did on it before. So after the breakthrough session, it's just gone. Like it's just gone. And, uh, that's how I feel like all that stuff all that fear, all that uh, anticipation of death is around the corner, it's just gone. And it's ultimately the most freeing experience I think uh, I've ever had, you know, and I've gone through a lot in life. I've done all the psychedelics. I've done the meditations. Like 
I've done big long hikes to try and break through things, but no, it's like the breakthrough session. That's it. That's that's what the world needs right now. And I think ultimately, I really do think this giant obstacle we're in is kind of like a major worldwide breakthrough session because we all have to deal with this stuff and come out the other side stronger, healthier, safer, and happier. I mean, that's just what has to happen, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, Thomas, I have to, uh, to be honest with you, you know my... Uh my um, opinion of uh, firefighters and first responders. I'm, uh, I'm grateful for you all because you do a job that uh, I wouldn't want to live in a world without, uh, without, uh, without you great first responders. And I have to thank you, Thomas, because you've helped Cindy and I to help other people. And that's what we want to do. We want to help. We want to give back to to amazing people like you and your clients because I don't want to live in a world without people like you. And so I'm grateful every day that uh, we've connected and it makes me really happy that I, I get to hear that the people that you've sent to us are doing well. It, it gives me, well, it gives me a tear in my eye to know that we've been a little part of, their healing journey. Uh, thank you, Alan. Yeah, it, it is. It's just so beautiful. The MER is just one of the most cutting edge, beautiful uh, techniques that I have ever come across in my 18 years of being a therapist. And uh, giving people their lives back is just such a gift. And uh, I'm just so grateful for it every day. Yeah, you know, and I think that's that's so interesting, you know, 18 years of, of doing therapy with people and this is the most effective technique you've ever run across. Like that is, that's honestly, that's unbelievable, right? That's that's really amazing to to know that people in, in the actual mental health field, um, you know, I'm in the mental health field as a coach, but my education's not quite there. And, and to hear that from, from addiction counselors is just, it's, it's huge. And I think people need to seriously listen to that. You guys have done the therapy with hundreds, maybe thousands. I don't know of, of clients of a lot of people, you know, at your, your day-to-day job as an addiction counselor, but the MER can do all of that in eight hours, right? Mm-hmm. That's the mind blowing piece of it is it doesn't take long, you know, uh, MER really, if you just do MER, it only takes maybe an hour to two. Um, and that's the biggest piece of it, you know, just the MER piece. However, we break with the mini breakthrough that we do, we break it down to uh, four hours from an eight hour process, um, make it mostly to make it more affordable to people. But the, the mini breakthrough is still very effective. And it just, it literally changes lives. It does. It's just so beautiful to see. It's nice that uh, I don't have to desensitize somebody on a subject that traumatizes them and takes, uh, you know, a hundred sessions or uh, three years of counseling with somebody to, 
to get them to where they want to be. It's yeah, MER is just it's a game changer. It's a life changer. It's it's. I am so grateful that uh, Cindy, Cindy is the one that introduced me to NLP, and we went on this uh, this path together to help people. Yeah, so amazing. I'm so glad you two came together and and are doing what you're doing. And wow, thank you. And and where can people find your books, your website, your con? Where can they contact you? Where where is all that? Uh, they can contact us on magicwithin.ca. They can uh, send us an email to the Magic Within series at gmail.com. They can find us on Facebook, Alan Wade, Cindy Preston. We have a, a group page, The Magic Within, Triumph Over Trauma. And there's a Magic Within series page as well. They can email us, get a hold of us, and we can share some time with them and see if we can do to, to help them. And they can just follow us. Uh, Cindy posts daily something positive so people get that, you know, positive intake that we need more of and less of the, the negative stuff coming in. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, any last words from either one of you? Remember how amazing and beautiful you all are and you deserve to have the life that you truly, truly want. And I want to thank you all for being who you are. And my, my motto, I always tell people, never, ever give up. Keep going, move forward. There is hope. And you are a beautiful, precious being of the universe. Oh, thank you too. That's, that's wonderful advice, wonderful mottos. And, uh, you can find me on mountainmindtricks.com or Thomas M. Worm on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, please follow the podcast and check out the new shows coming out every week. And, uh, thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next one and, uh, go out there and find your sacred ancestry. All right. <laughs>